The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to this Wednesday morning edition of our podcast. And we're glad you're with us and taking time out of your day to be in God's Word, whatever time of the day you're watching or listening to this. I'm just grateful that you've given us a chance to encourage you and to help teach you, instruct you from God's Word, which is the source of truth. We are continuing in Ephesians chapter 5. And as we look at Ephesians chapter 5, we're going to jump in here into the next couple sections of Scripture, end of 5 and pretty much all of 6. Um, deals with family, deals with spiritual warfare, probably some of the more popular passages that we're going to see in Ephesians as we look at these when we know know a lot about. The first few verses we're going to look at, um, we're going to break these down in sections. We're going to talk about the, hus- the, the wife's role, the husband's role. We're going to talk about submission, love, things of that nature. Uh, first thing I hope we understand is that we're not just going to state what we've always heard. We're going to use terms you've heard, but we're going to understand what they mean biblically. I hope we understand that what we're going to look at is what does the Bible mean by this, and we're going to dig a little deeper into why God designed it this way, and frankly, what he meant and what he did not mean in these designs. Uh, sometimes we run to the passage in Ephesians 5, and, and we'll talk about this today. There's the topic of submission and love and all these different spa- uh, things. that We can, if we don't understand these things, we can immediately become uh, bristled by them, frustrated by them. We can see them as oppressive, especially counterculture. And I'll be very honest with you, um, you're going to find them to be more relevant and make more sense as we walk through them. So today we're going to walk through this term submission and is referenced in two ways to each other and then wives. And I hope one, re- please listen to this as we get a better understanding of what it is that God is stating here in Ephesians chapter 5. He tells us in verse 21, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. So please understand, before he jumps into the wife's instruction of submitting, he starts with telling us both, husband and wife, to submit to each other in the fear of God. Please understand, we, we are to, there is, God is not designed, what we're looking at is that the husband's better and the wife is weaker or, any, or worse or anything of that nature. There's a very specific thing we'll get to first, but please understand, true marriage works not when one person is hierarchy and the other ones, you know, one's the master, one's the slave, whatever term you want to use. That's not the way it's designed here. When we look at marriage, one thing, and, 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 and this is multiple relationships, but specifically in this marriage specifically, we have to remember how did God design marriage? Remember, it was back in Adam and Eve in the garden. And one thing very important for us to remember is God, first of all, man was made first, then Eve later. The instructions were given to man and then later betrayed by, or, um, relayed by man to women. But please remember that women was not brought out, made from the foot of man so that he could walk all over her. Woman was not made from that his head so that she could walk all over him. Woman was made from the rib, from the side, so they could walk next to each other and be equal. In fact, when you get married, the Bible says the two have become one. There is nothing more equal than the two coming one. In fact, the Bible tells us the husband is to leave his father and mother and cleave in his wife, and the two shall be one. They're, they're supposed to leave even mom and dad and say, this is my new, this is who God has put into my life to love and to protect and to provide for. This is my new role. I, yes, I am still someone's son, but first I am someone else's husband. That's God's command. And so we understand that. Other thing to recognize we move into this is marriage in its whole 
We look at it today as it's a result of two, uh, two people loving each other and all those things, and we want to have a family. And while those are part of it, we'll discuss what that means biblically. Marriage initially was established to be a picture of Christ and the church. It is an example for the world down here of Christ to us, which is probably why many aspects of the world, especially Satan, hates it so much. It's a picture of that. We must understand that is a priority, that marriage is to be a picture of Christ and the church. And if we don't understand that, we won't understand the rest of what we're going to read here in a second. So let's go on to these verses. In verse 22, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he, he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let your eyes also be to your own husbands. Um, I'm sorry. Um, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. So we're going to take a minute to talk about this idea of submission. I, I want to read a few things from a commentary that I, I pull a lot of my information from that I think is phenomenal to help us understand this. I, first of all, I love his premise. He says this, marriage is not, a, is not a Marriage is not for a person's happiness. While happiness and companionship are good and hopefully become gifts and benefits in marriage, that's not the purpose. The purpose in marriage and family is to advance God's kingdom in history through the replicating of the image of God and exercising dominion over the earth. It's the point. What we've been given is to bring forth this image of Christ and the church and his love, and the, and the Trinity. So please be careful when we look at this and say marriage is about me. It's not. So when you say, well, marriage isn't all that I expected to be, I'm getting out of it, well, that's because you didn't understand initially what you were getting into. If you say, well, I've long, I love somebody, I gotta marry them, the problem is you can, in your mind, emotionally stop loving them without well, I'm getting out of it. Then you miss the entire premise of marriage. If you think marriage is just about you or for you and what you can get from it, you will be miserable Frankly, it's more about what you can give to it than what you get from it. So we go back to this idea of submission. So we understand the premise of marriage. And I like what he says this. Even if the biblical purpose of family is acknowledged, as we just looked at, and everything's done biblically, um, it doesn't work right. It doesn't work if it's not structured the way God wants it. God said this is marriage, and it can be one of the greatest experiences. It, it will be the, outside of your relationship with God, one of the best experiences you can have if done biblically. But it has to follow the structure God's put in place. We in the world today, we like to have God's, God's institutions, but we want to do it our way. We got his church, we want to do it our way. We got his marriage, we want to do it our way. It won't work the way God designed it to unless we follow his structure, which starts with this aspect of submission. So I hope, one more thing I'm going to read. I think this is very, very important. He says, first, we must absolutely clear that the passage is not talking about a distinction or the value of somebody. This, what we're looking at here, is not that the husband's better or more value. There is no distinction between the two. Remember this, God the Son is equal in the essence to God the Father, but he is subordinate in function as he is in obedience to Christ. We see this in the garden when Jesus is in the garden. Likewise, the wife is equal to her husband in being, but both are made in God's image. But God created the function for the husband to be the leader in the home. So let's look at these verses again. Wives, submit yourselves. Please catch one thing real quick. Unto your own husbands, as unto the Lord, not to every husband. This is not saying that women are subordinate under all men, and men are above, and women should never talk to. This is a baloney that I've heard of church. 
that, you know, another wife can never talk to another man. I mean, obviously, understand there, there's appropriateness. But, you know, if you've got a question, you've got to go through another, another person's wife. It's just silly. I, this is not men are here and women are below them. It's just saying you are to submit to your husband, not to men, but to your husband. Please understand this. So why submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord? He says, as unto the Lord, as long as your husband is asking you to do something that doesn't go against Scripture, he is under the confines of Scripture. He can't just ramroad you and make you do what you want or make the family do what's wrong because I'm the husband. If he's not following God, you are not to be submissive to him. Um, verse 23, the husband is the head of the wife. Why? As Christ is the head of the church. Now, please remember, Christ doesn't demand of the church. He doesn't force a church. He loves the church. He leads the church. He sacrifices for the church. That's the picture that Christ has of the husband of the church. He's the savior of the body. He provides. And so he is to be the leader. He used to be the spiritual leader. And our problem today is, men, we don't like that a whole lot. It's okay. The women want to do this. They're sometimes better at it. We'll let them do it. We want to sit back, be the provider. That's not God's plan. Yeah, sometimes women are better, but God has asked us to do it. Women, God's not asking the husband to be cruel or the heavy-handed leader, he's to be the loving guide, protector, and provider. That is God's command. We'll talk about that later when we talk about the husband. Um, verse 24, therefore, as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. This is simply the point. You are to, yes, you are to follow his leading. You are to follow his direction. But that doesn't mean you sit silently while the husband leads and you just do what you're told like you're one of the children. You are equal. You've come together. You are one and you, God has brought your gifts into his life so the two of you can be the best you best of each other. If you see this as the husband's the leader and the wife just to sit back in the kitchen and do what she's told to, there's nowhere in scripture that says that. Please do not let people who twist the scripture um, to give you the wrong view of this. Right? You are equal in the eyes of God as Christians, as people, but God has asked the husband to be the leader, to be the guide, to be the protector, to be the provider. And I'm telling you, when this is done right, a wife will feel more value than she ever has. You will not have to fight for position. You will not have to fight for value. You will not have to feel like you, you're never heard because you will be one of the most valuable people in that home, above the husband, which we'll talk about. Because when you really understand what it means for the husband to love the wife, women, you'll love this. So we love to run to this. Men love to run to this and say, women, listen to this verse, right? They shouldn't even say it that way. But tomorrow we're going to talk about the husband. And I tell you what, husbands, don't ignore that one. Don't skip that one. It's very, very important. Uh, please understand that this is, this is God's structure. You can just go back and say, I don't know if I like it. And if you look at this wrongly, you're not going to understand the way God designed it. God designed this to be protection, help, love, and to give women value if it's done biblically, which we'll see again as we talk about this tomorrow. Well, thanks again for joining us on this Wednesday morning and give me a chance to be part of your day. hope this is an encouragement. I hope you understand this is simple. Follow the Bible, obey the Bible. It's amazing how God puts all this together. Stick with us as we finish up chapter 5 in this aspect of marriage and relationships. You'd be amazed at how practical the coming verses are. Thanks again for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.